Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you sign up to the Safcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Safcast, you'll receive early access episodes and bonus podcasts. Thanks. So I'm here with Orrin Eastwood of St. Andrews in Antrim. Uh, Orrin, how's it going with you? How are you settling into the new year? Yeah, all good, Connor. Cheers for having me on. Uh, just like everyone, post-Christmas and the new restrictions, everyone coming in, just trying to do a bit. But yeah, not too much, just trying to do a bit and keep fitting, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think even if we're talking about looking ahead to the season, probably when we were speaking last week, that preview in the season probably looked a wee bit different to us previewing the season now, like in terms of not really sure how much of it's going to be played at the minute. Yeah, well, obviously that it was that 20th of February was the start date and you had that whole regional thing supposed to be in. But I think at this stage, no one really can be sure if that's going to be able to be still followed because of the whole training ban at the minute. And then if you can be ready for the 20th of February and then even on drum release, the club fixtures are, well, yeah, the other day and saying that there'll be a 20th of February start for the football fixtures. But again, I think everyone's also not too optimistic about that happening just with the executive announcing the restrictions there. So, yeah, it's it's hard to know at the minute. It's hard to get motivated probably, but you just got to do your best and try and just stay as ready as possible doing your own stuff. Like, Yeah, and like I suppose if you're comparing it to last year and when we had the kind of shutdown in March and then kind of people were kind of taking over there's a wee bit of a novelty of the fact that it was a lockdown like you know when people were doing the 5ks and all these different challenges and all these different things whereas yeah. this time around it's a wee bit different yeah no i said definitely there's like a the novelty i know no one wanted to be locked down but like the novelty of i don't know home workouts and doing what you could and 5ks and you can have a wee bit of crack with people and what your times are but i think this time no one's thinking there's any crack involved with what the, what the, the current lockdown and yeah, just like 
you can't really do much with it like I suppose you can do with whatever weight you can in the house and stuff and as I said literally just trying to be as ready as you can because the training training band could end at any stage you don't know and then you might have four weeks to be ready for like a national league or something but yeah not, not no cracking this time anyway compared to the last one yeah because it's it's that whole kind of having to just keep yourself ticking over but without kind of knowing a kind of go date it's kind of it's more difficult you are always say involved with new management coming in this year like which is pretty exciting um has in terms of kind of i mean so much you can only plan for 2021 really from the management point of view but i'm sure they have like how how's that reaction been to the new management coming in yeah i think everyone was uh as you say like there was a bit of a buzz there with the new management uh just obviously like the, the the big names coming in um and these like obviously they've been in contact with the lads to try and make sure that we're doing the right stuff and over the overall over christmas as well and over lockdown uh because of the training ban but yeah like i said it before there it's weird looking ahead of the new season but the lads have been in contact with boys and i think everyone is trying to do as much as they can to be ready for whenever we can go back um yeah they just they've had the conversations with all the lads but yeah there's not much more we can do apart from that everyone's just looking forward to a new season especially because the last one was weird and just cut short and whatever else yeah so like on last season like it's mad to think now like it I mean, when it came to wrapping up the league with the last couple of games, it, sem- it seemed like forever to the, the games pre-lockdown. So you obviously had your big impact in those games, you know, yourself in the games against um, uh, Limerick, especially. I think you got 2-3 in that game. And that there was the start of, OK, next week, and we we're playing Wicklow away. Yeah. And yeah. there was great momentum there to be taken on from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think when we, when we beat Limerick, I think we had a week off then. So it was the two weeks. So it was obviously a good buzz about the place and training and everything because you know it was in our hands it was basically two at that stage two games within the next three weeks and you'd be up and then I think we trained for a week and then cut like the following weekend then we had no fixture but then that's when all the shutdown happened and then just everything completely up in the air so, but at that stage you were still all right it's not going to be too long or too bad nah. sure it'll be, it'll be soon enough and the buzz is still kind of there but then yeah, obviously it went in months and months, and like I said, yeah, it was obviously disappointing the way it finished because it was still in our hands, like when we went down to Wicklow. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good enough by us, and we obviously got the win at the end against Waterford. But yeah, when you look back to March time last year, and you we crawled back against uh, Carlo to get a draw, and then beat Limerick convincingly, he ended up going up, and he ended up having. Like put Tipperary to the sword in the championship, who then got to the Ireland semi-final. Like it's just it's the small margins that are annoying more than anything, especially when we're so close to getting promoted. I know because I actually didn't really because I had it I had it in my head that um, Antrim going into those last couple of games like it was always kind of in their hands throughout throughout the league. But then actually when I went back to read there like a defeat against Carlo when it pretty much would have been over. So that draw was yeah. so important. And obviously Carlo have had their kind of good form in recent years. Maybe not last year, but yeah. you know, the years before that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like it's almost like a cliche. People talk about division four that it's like it's a dog fight and it's so hard and this and that. But like it is like even if it is a cliche, like it is true because you have to be so nearly perfect to go up and mm. you're playing winter football and like the pitches aren't great, especially some other like some pitches go around the country it's like it's nearly a bog sometimes at that time of year yeah other places part 
So you do have to be, as I say, you have to be perfect. So I think we we got beat by Sligo by a point, and that was that was a bad one because we didn't they could just, we just didn't really perform in the day. So then it came to Carlo, and we it was literally you can't lose. So get the draw was actually massive to stay in the hunt, and then you had the league leaders the next time. So it was it's, as I said, it's all just do or die at the time, and then you get the win, and you're like oh, happy days, but. We didn't because the thing is we didn't remain perfect. That's what you need to be at the end of the day. Like if you other other years, like we've came the third three years in a row now, and like the yeah. three teams of us each times have lost once, maybe twice, like max. Like so, yeah. So that's going into this year. That it has to be the mindset for everyone. It it always is like, but just you have to know that like you can't just rely on anything. Yeah, I I'd say just in thinking back to the Division Four like winners and that in the last couple of years, I can't really think of them hammering too many teams within the division. Now yeah. there's probably something glaring I'm missing there, but nothing really stands out to me. Like you would see, I'd say more hammerings probably in in Division One, like more often yeah. than than yeah. you would really in Division Four. There seems to be everybody seems to be kind of have the potential to go up, and like you mentioned about Antrim finishing third three times in a row, but it it always seems to be a bit of a tighter division. Yeah, no, it, it definitely does, and I, I think it's, I can't really put my finger on it or anything, but I think the time of year definitely plays its part, and that's for everyone, but I think there's such a, like, because there's such a stigma as well, being Division 4, like, everyone's really, like, you're you're so close to just getting up, and like you've seen the last years, like when, like, for example, Carlo went up, they got his good championship run out of it, so, like, promotion and, like, that buzz around the place, it's really, it's, it's hard to quantify like you, people don't understand how much it would really do for like the team in the county going into the championship like Limerick this year putting tip like they put Tipperary sort only a last minute kick put them out and then like Carlo a few years ago went in a great run I think they'd be Kildare in the championship yeah uh, like Leitrim as well like un- unfortunately went down this year back to division only because of like Covid and stuff so yeah it is just it's so tight like yeah, because um, even thinking back to, I was chatting to Paddy coming in about playing, and they obviously had a few years ago where they had the back-to-back promotions, and they were up playing yeah. Division 2, and they were both, they went up with Sligo both times. They they got promoted together, and it just shows you the quality there that Sligo and Antrim were two Division 4 teams, consecutive promotions going up to Division 2, and were competitive in Division 2 as well. You know what? It was just very tight in terms of going down. So, And they led to kind of, like, I suppose it's competing at that higher level as well, just makes such a big difference when it comes to championship. And you look at a team that gets relegated from Division 2 to 3, the team that getting promoted from 4 to 3 that same year is more likely to probably go on a better run than the championship. Yeah, like, as I said, it's, it's just really hard to, like, explain or quantify that kind of buzz that I know like people would be like oh just focus on the next thing and not trying to take emotion out of it but like it's hard to and like when you're on like when you when you're beating teams in the league so like you might have six wins there in the league or something and then you're four or five weeks to the championship you're just riding that crest of the wave that brings you into it and like you never know what happens then when you go on the day in championship like so yeah like I think it's been loads of like diff- different lads have said it and di- various interviews and stuff in the past years like management and different players being like you have to get out of division four and like that's literally that that is it like we ha- you have to get promoted to be able to do better in the championship ultimately and i think that's that first that first year with obviously if you try and win as many games just keep keep winning like but yeah that's that's all you can do you mentioned about the championship there obviously you just faced calvin and that and look that game that game was probably a game that 
I mean, Cavett obviously had their story this year and they, their comebacks and that, but you know they didn't get it all their own way against Antrim and Cavan were coming off the back of playing you know top tier football, or sorry, they were a chance of going up to Division One and end up getting relegated in the end, but that was just the nature of the tightness of Division Two. Yeah, like I can't remember the exact like times and what we were up, but I know we were up for decent portions of the game and. Like it was always tight the whole way through. I think we might have finished the three point game, but it kind of it was really close towards the end or whatever. But yeah, like I think that can hopefully give us some sort of like I don't know if hope's the right word, but kind of like you know you can get there kind of thing. Because as you said, like like their relegation is almost not a real reflection on them kind of thing. Because and even going into it, you would have said, oh well, they got relegated and we nearly got promoted kind of thing, but. You hope, and then the, the run that they went on, and they really put it to a lot of the top teams. That you're not that far off, because like we had, we had, we had chances as well to maybe not kill the game, but maybe give us a bit of a cushion when we were up, or like try and not let them get away. And we, they were good chances, and we just on the day missed them. So you like to think that, yeah, you're not that far away when you when you have games like that, and you know you can get to, you know you can play at a level that you can then try and maintain throughout the season. Yeah, because that's what they did really. Like they they went from strength to strength. They they even even their opening again a game against Monaghan, like where they came back and you know got that win, and then with them obviously going on and beating Donegal in the Ulster final. Like anybody I've spoken to, you've said like that just goes to show you like there is there is really nothing that could you know stop you from doing that. And I know getting to the provincial final, for example, is an important thing in the next couple of years if they're going to have the Talton Cup and that there, you know, in terms of playing the Sam Maguire. So it it really does demonstrate that, that like kind of having that plan is almost like as important as anything and that belief. Yeah, like it's it's kind of like people always write you off and stuff, especially because you're playing Division 4, as I said, obviously you want like but you're there for a reason almost yeah we finished third three years in a row but bef- before you get up to, up to the division I mean you just got to know that you're going to be able to compete with those teams and like the Talton Cup like for example now and then like to the next few years almost might it just incrementally brings you up then as well so you're playing more teams maybe around your level in the championship and like I know you might not be playing the bigger teams but then your slope might help us get up towards that level but and yeah, I think everyone on the on the last last year like completely devastated after the loss, but it definitely showed us that like you're not as far off as what some people might tell you are, might you might think you are, or whatever. Yeah, and looking at something like that, if it's given the right platform, you get maybe that Croke Park experience playing, say semi-finals, finals, and that there at it. Like look at the hurlers this year, obviously getting to play Kerry there, and like and like the hurlers are probably a really good example, and the Camogie and the the ladies football this year as well like when on good runs like it just it's that momentum is just an example of that really of how you can you can ride on that through to your championship campaign no yeah i think you're talking about like trying to give it the right uh platform and everything like the joe mcdonough i remember like a few years ago people were really being like trying to say that it wasn't like given x y and z they really promoted or whatever maybe it wasn't but i think like if you asked any of our herders they would definitely would really really speak highly about it because maybe allowed them to play at whatever level and then they they actually hammered everyone this year and they showed that they were too good for it and they really it's definitely going to put them in a better place to go and play division one hurling and leinster hurling so hopefully that is the case with like things like the Talton cup and hopefully it does well for us as it does for the herders 
Yeah, and mentioning about 2020, obviously there was the big break from the Intercounty, and then club football returned in July. Like, you were playing the senior championship. You obviously had your um, intermediate All-Ireland run there um, a couple of years ago too, which we maybe chat about in a wee minute. But that senior championship, that group stage and all that there, was it something that's, obviously, we, we, I mean, club players, we just needed games at that stage, you know, so the, the group stage probably made sense. No, yeah, it was, it was brilliant at the time. I don't know anyone who didn't enjoy it because you'd had such a break um, and then the county done well as well to have that one league game before the, the championships everyone's kind of got a game to get everything out of their system uh, and they blow off the cobwebs but yeah the the, the knockout one was, was very good because then it, it was made it really competitive as well as you constant games you weren't just building up for one and, real, and if, if that was it you were done <laughs> so like it definitely it was and like all the games were like it wasn't as if like you were taking your foot off the gas or anything. It was real championship football, like in the height of summer, which is I don't know why anyone could complain about that. Um, whether they're gonna continue with the groups, I don't know, but I know a lot of lads did enjoy it because you proper competitive football at the height of the summer, like. Yeah, anyone I've spoken to have been positive about it, and even like in the in the hurling, I know the senior they've had it for the last couple of years in the group stages and all. But you've obviously had. I mean, we used the Gordon Mona and St. Gauls in your group. Um, the St. Gauls win in in Milltown was obviously a big result for you at that stage. Like, I suppose getting that one early on in the championship at that stage was a, was to lay down a bit of a marker there in terms of what your intentions were building on the previous year's success. Yeah, like it was obviously a massive win. Um, yeah, and I, I think at that time, yeah, we were hoping that would have been maybe like a marker or something to build on. Um, obviously unfortunately we didn't get we obviously got beaten the quarterfinal by Craigan, but it was obviously a big win for the club and I don't know if it if it showed some people or maybe people who didn't think we were as good or whatever that we could compete at that level as well so yeah but no, was it yeah it was a great win because they I think they the two years in the league as well they beat us handy at both times like so it's it showed we could maybe play at that level of the top teams like I have to ask about the the game at home when you scored that goal after the water break. <laughs> what was that like for you? Like, what was going through your head whenever, like, you were, you were obviously back out in the pitch first? Yeah, I don't know. I was As soon as I seen it, I was just screaming at lads to, to just kick it as much as they could to get up the pitch. I could see that because they, they were obviously down the other end. So they were just sprinting back. Um, and then two of our lads went for the same ball. You just nearly wiped each other out. Yeah, I think it was, it might have been Peter and Al nearly went. Then, Right, then it bounced up and Peter just swung a foot on it. it got up anyway but I tapped it into an empty net and I've never been as nervous to see an empty net before yeah. <laughs> All that in the back. but yeah I was, no, it was a bit mad now I was thinking that because whenever it rolled like I guess it was a soaking day wasn't it it was a wet, really wet day I was thinking like even I watched a replay of it earlier and I was even thinking watching it again thinking it might not roll in because you know you see those ones yeah. where you hit it and it just stops or something like that there like I was such a, such a like measured kick or something I really just tried to hit it right in the middle of the goal and <laughs> off, off, if I had missed it I would never lift it down like even win or lose like so at least at least it went in anyway <laughs> yeah and that um I suppose that was kind of the game then you know the first game against St. Gauls, you just came from, I think, six points down in the second half to go on to win that. And then St. Gauls beat you in the other game then by three points when they, in the kind of turnaround. You both went, both went through in the end. And then I suppose that's the nature of kind of playing round-robin football, really. You're going to have that. But at the same time, you know, you have one advantage there of you're getting plenty of games. The other one is, you know, the team's still are hanging about. You know, you're not knocking them out yeah. just at that stage. Yeah. 
But I'd say no, yeah, it's more as, a, as long as you get through. Because like, if you're in a quarterfinal, like, it doesn't really matter who you play. You can't really be asking to play certain teams or thinking yeah. about different permutations. Like, like I think maybe if because we, we knew both teams knew they were through at that stage, but I think yeah. then the offseason goals wanted to right the wrong of losing, and then we were just I are we just thought that like there's no point in planning for anything like you want to play as many games so like we just went out and it was still a proper championship game just they won and they won by more than what we won by so they went right. through and played Portland own um but it, uh, yeah it doesn't actually matter that stage I don't think who you play because I think the last few years have shown that there's not that much separating all the top teams like there's no there's no big hammerings later on the championship so yeah like that's that would have been the thing about the round robin yeah that you get as many games and it's just really competitive yeah, because anyone I've spoken to about the championship this year have said that about, and if you look at the results, like like look at the final this year, how tight that was. Look at you know, even previous years finals and all semi-finals. Like, you, I mean, St. Gauls played Portland Own. That was a game went the penalties. Obviously, the drama and that there. So like you would have been facing a very strong Portland Own side, a very strong Craig and side. You could be facing any quality quality teams really. The Antrim Championship's really shown that in recent years. Yeah, I mean, we was listening to your one with Mick as well a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And that's what he said about like how like them having like three in a row or whatever, but they beat Craig on that point. They went to a replay with Lambda Ergon one by two points and they won by another point an extra time against Craig. So like they have three in a row. That from the that he was he was saying it is it's not as if they were on the way with it, even though they are the standard now. And like if we had if we had a play or beats and goals that time played Portland Own, Portland Own were a kick of a ball from the county final the year before with all the freeze yeah. in the dub. So Yeah. Again, even at Hagan last year, Lander needed a like a last minute goal. So yeah, like it's only it's only a good front on football. It's that tight, and there's no there's no hammerings and everything. Yeah, because that I'd say Ahagallon was in a one we mentioned, and I had said about I remember playing against Ahagallon Division Three like a few years ago, and now they're up competing in the senior championship. Like they're like they're it just shows you kind of that broad standard across the board, and probably reflects in the county team at the minute. Like I'm not sure of the club spread at the moment, but it seems to be that there's a lot of clubs represented in that in the squad. No, yeah, I think on going on the Ahagallon thing as well. I think both of us played against each other in Division Three just when I was like. When I was like minor, I think, so like around then, and then we're both up in Division One now, so it's, it's yeah. definitely But no, there is there's people said to me before. I say there is a massive spread in in the county team. Like you, there's teams from all over Division One and Two represented. Like so, it is. I don't know if it's what's it like in other counties really, but yeah, there is a massive spread. Um, which is must be then reflected in the club championship because it is so competitive. Yeah. Um mentioned about the the club of all ireland ron you had obviously a few years ago and i mean that's a that's a pure example of momentum there like we were talking about earlier um the intermediate run so it was i was i was reading some about it so you maybe i think in the intermediate championship in antrim you had lost maybe a couple of semi-finals before you made that breakthrough in the final yeah, the before, is that right yeah the year before we were beat by some bridgets um by a point i think in the semi-final and then the year before the important thing was done loy uh, by a, like an extra time or something like that. So it was there was loads of like close calls and I think like we'd been playing intermediate for years and then all like kind of the, like the teams I was in growing up like uh, we'd like a lot of juvenile success. So then we came into the team and it was like 
nothing you wouldn't people wouldn't say it, but like hoping and like maybe expecting that we might do something. And then obviously the two semi-finals were beat, but then yeah, in twenty eighteen the actually finally get over the line was brilliant. Yeah, and then you just went from like I mean, obviously winning it after coming close the previous couple of years. Years are into Ulster. You're you're probably of course you're thinking right. You know, you okay. On one side, you're like thinking we could go do something here, but at the same time, it was probably bonus territory in that sense because I don't think and I don't think an interim team would use the first to win intermediate Ulster, isn't that right? Um, I think I, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I think it was anyway. Might have been the first in a while, yeah. I think uh, so. Yeah. yeah. So like even looking at that there, like what was it when you were when you got out of Antrim and then you just went to play that quarter final? Like you know, was there was there a kind of an Ulster run in mind at that stage? I don't know if like any of the players would have really said it, but Big Frank he kept, he said it from like as soon as he could. He thought there was like something in it, and he mm. he kept on hammering that we definitely could go far. And it's I don't know like you kind of think about Antrim Championship and getting to the final, hoping to win it, but then you don't really. It's hard to like come back and reset your goals to, to go to the Ulster because it was like two weeks later as well. Mm. Um, I think probably once we with the quarterfinal we won kind of well like we we're kind of comfortable in it so maybe then people started to think and realize you could do it but i think the, the good thing about ulster was that you're playing every two weeks so like you were always getting games as well and it might have been i know maybe it was harder to think or put pressure on yourself or anyone that of winning an ulster title but i think once that first you know for that first game that was probably more confidence than anything because of and i think the first game helped as well because it was in corrigan two weeks after we played the Antrim final in corrigan so that, yeah like it probably Eased you into like an Ulster because you're in an Ulster quarterfinal, but it was kind of like on home territory in Antrim where you played before and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, that would definitely be like a nice way to come into, especially if you're a team that's not regularly playing in Ulster, playing against a team you've probably never played against before. It's it's a lot different to say coming up against St Bridget's or Dunloy or someone like that there in Antrim, really. So yeah, yeah. um, they he's won the final against Mullahoran uh, then Cavan. Is I mean that's obviously like a great thing, <laughs> like great uh, thing to celebrate and all that. There, it's a wee bit strange to think back to how championships are celebrated now compared to yeah. them. But um, you've obviously had the semi final then, like, and I mean, I suppose you are just like you were thinking. Obviously, semi finals are for winning and all that there. But one step from Croke Park playing for your club, like that's probably something that was playing a lot of people's minds. Yeah, I think as well it was different because as I was saying there about. You were playing every two weeks, and it was like three weeks in a row. Sorry, the three games in a row plus the Antrim finals. So that was kind of constant. But then you had the break for Christmas, and then a couple of weeks into the new year for the semi-final. So it kind of built. It probably built then a wee bit the kind of how big it was and everything. And then everyone knew it was going to be on. It was on TG Cahar and stuff. Mm-hmm. So kind of everyone knew. But we were like we were training flat out like and over Christmas over the new year didn't really stop and played friendlies and all. So like I think it with that and then winning the Ulster really gave us like a confidence so there was no real like it would, it would have been different if you had been building from the Antrim final and the Ulster as opposed to building from Ulster in the Ireland because the Ulster really gave us like a confidence to go into it and then we got goals early on and it kind of just completely settled us and we were I probably shouldn't say it like you probably were quite comfortable in the game because of the goals early on yeah, and uh, like I remember watching, and um, obviously there was the goal. Was it uh, Joe Maskey got the one from? 
All the words. Uh, long range, yeah. Like, I mean, when you seen that happening, like, what was going through your head there? There was a, there's a picture somewhere where like, I'm like he's like he gets the ball and he's just going to shoot and I'm just I'm like calling for the ball <laughs> and then there's a picture after where like I just have like my arms up in the air celebrating but I'm just like how like how is that happening like I think if you ask him to do it a hundred times it might go in once but here it went in so went in that once anyway like I know that's all we needed here still can't believe it this day couldn't believe it <laughs> um. The final then against uh, Kilcommon, like coming up against the Kerry team, like, you know, heading out in the Croke Park in St. Enda's colours, like, you know, how was that build up for the for the club as well as yourself? I was, I think, like, people in the club were like, they were even more prouder, like, than us, if anything, because, like, they were doing so much, like, like, in the community and all, like, there was probably what me most of a lot of people listening, but, like, there was, like, like St. Enda's flags and Glen Gormley and up and then the High Town Road and stuff, which obviously would never have like happened before. Mm. And then uh like like local schools and all were like inviting you in and stuff and trying to do all that. Um so like the like the buzz was massive, like there's no other way about it. But I think the like the people in the club were definitely just as proud, if not prouder, and really going all out uh for it. Um and then when we like when you run out onto the pitch, like so many like, we had so many supporters at it uh, that day but just disappointed we couldn't win but yeah everything else was brilliant I mean it took a pretty special performance from them like you know in what they did like to, to win that game Um, when you were like when you were out playing there like in Croke Park was there any opportunity to kind of look around and take it in that like was it more something kind of Hard to do during the game, obviously, but maybe something before the game or even after. I know it's disappointment, obviously. No, I see. To be honest, it was more of a. It was. It's once you go out, it's it's hard to take it in. Apart from the fact that you're playing in like a big stadium and stuff, like it's hard to like go and like see who's there and all. But it was more maybe after it, when like we're on the pitch watching them lift the trophy, or even like probably more the pictures after it of like the like people like Saffron Gale doing all the pictures of the fans. You kind of realised how many were actually there because, yeah, during it it's probably harder to take it in yeah. because you're trying to focus on the game or whatever. But I think it was the sheer just the stadium, like like it been whatever number of times the crook to watch games, but like when you're down there, like it's huge, it just seems so much bigger. Yeah. What about like Frank Van Simmons' impact then? Obviously, in, in the club, like he's obviously had the intercounty involvement as well in recent years. Um. How, like what sort of impact has that had like kind of in you coming through in, in the senior team and all for Frank for Sinandas anyway it was just the confidence he just gave like me and everyone else so much confidence because like as I said there he was he actually believed you could go on and not just enter him and do something and he, he had that confidence in like us and everyone that like that could happen and he kind of just puts that into you that like you're going to be able to like beat anyone you go out and beat like the St Gauls one last year he's like supremely confident and he wants you to go and really try and press a team and try and try and overturn them and try and win I think that was like with Joe's goal I remember he was like really saying about trying to go at them and trying to turn them over high up and just be confident not sit back against teams who might who you might not he might fear or whatever and like he, we got those that, that big turnover for Joe and Joe put it in the net but no Frank's 100% Frank's brilliant and I've like I've I had him in the county yeah, the year before in 2017 before he came in and I know like a lot of the lads who he had then speak really highly of him as well so he's no Frank's very good yeah yeah well um I think I think looking at 2021 um 
I'm not really sure what the kind of makeup of the year is going to be in terms of the season. Hopefully the schedule can kind of be what what's planned there anyway with the Intercounty and then club coming afterwards. Um, so look here, I just want to say thanks very much for joining me on us. And uh, yeah, best best of luck for the well, the club and the Intercounty season later this year, whenever it takes place. Uh, cheers. Thanks, Mel and Connor. Sign up to the Safcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Safcast. You will receive early access episodes and bonus podcasts. Thanks.